opportunity to receive downloads from your throne, another opportunity to be watered by your spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, prayer rain community. Good morning, people of influence. Good morning, Access family. Good morning, everyone. You are welcome to another morning. I know it's already loaded. I mean, Pastor Stephanie has taken time to lead you in prayers and to um, do some recap. Um, Minister Victor has also just been a blessing. Um, so I know that you've already received so much already this morning. Please don't mind my baritone. Um, this is just what happens to my voice when I'm tired. Uh, but it's going to, it's going to light, lighten up again. Um, so I, I welcome you. I know the morning is already special. Uh, I just want to celebrate these two guys who come here every morning to work with me. These two men of God, Kachi, Victor, um, and I want you to celebrate them for me. They've been absolutely amazing um, and doing the very best that they can. Um, it's, it's a sacrifice that is worthy of honor. So every time you say thank you, PI, thank you to them also. Uh, it's, it takes a lot to, to get up and, and do this for several sessions. So thank you guys. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for all your support. You know, sometimes I'm in my room struggling. I'm like, oh God. And then I'm hearing Victor playing and shouting, receive this living sacrifice. And I'm like, gosh, have your sacrifice born me. And I jump up. So I want to thank them um, for their consistency and their strength and their service. God bless you guys. God bless you. And of course, Pastor Stephanie and her team um, for just anchoring this so powerfully. And there's a lot of prayer going on in the background. There's a lot of prayer, you know, um, that they are uh, making just to make sure that, you know, all of this rides smoothly and all of this rides powerfully. So God bless Steph, Pastor Stephanie and the entire prayer rain team. Um, I appreciate you all very much. And um, actually, some, it doesn't just take only their team. It also takes the whole of um, people of influence, administrative hub. So there are people behind the scenes that are working on sending out emails, creating flyers, putting up the posts, uh, making sure that I have everything that I need. Uh, so there's an entire office to El Praise who manages communication for me, um, Theresa who works at my assistant, Pastor Linda who basically just coordinates it all, makes sure that there's camera lights, you know, sound and all of this amazing thing, you know. So we want to celebrate Pastor Linda and her amazing um, admin team and to the other people in media, HR, everybody in the Influence Hub, uh, we, we celebrate you all. Um, thank you to Pastor Linda for being such a strong um, pillar in people of influence and she's been with me um, since she has watched me go through several transitions in 2015 um, I, I mean she's gone from being this young 21 year old girl 20 I'm not very sure to the woman that she is today and has held the fort powerfully in people of influence so Pastor Linda we celebrate you and we thank you 
um, for just being a strong backbone for me, ensuring that every vision that God gives, you know, making way for others to come in, giving room to people, other people to shine, and just being there as an amazing um, number two. God bless you, God bless you. And to those who support um, the vision and they support me um, in different other ways and are not, sometimes they are not physically present, God bless you. I see you, God sees you, and um, you're greatly appreciated. Um, there are some people who, when I have to travel, they say, oh, Pastor AC, I want to take care of your ticket. Some people are asking, where are you going to stay? Oh, I have hotel this. I can book this for you. I can do that for you. Thank you. God bless you. Um, there's somebody that sends water to my house every month. It's not like I can't buy water, but does that. Somebody sends me crayfish. Can you believe that? Crayfish and stockfish every month and dry fish which is powerful in today's economy so thank you thank you to every single person who in whatever way you feel like you know i can god bless you thank you to the people in children of influence can you guys just allow me to thank people this morning for a bit i feel the need to express my gratitude you know um those in children of influence who um, have been carrying that vision for for years now and just steady consistent and they don't make too much noise they don't even ask me for anything they just run you know all they ask is what's the vision and I make it plain and they run with it God bless you um, sister Diola Okoha, sister Beju, sister Anne, uh, sister Patricia you know that amazing team of people God bless you all thank you for doing what you do um, so powerfully and in all the other units and all the um, as aspects and departments of people of influence, I celebrate you. Mantle of Deborah, you know, I celebrate you guys very much. I mean, everyone knows that we celebrate Mantle of Deborah. Um, to the amazing Pastor Bambi, who um, just took the vision at my hands and began to run, run with it. Um, God bless you. May he all multiply his grace and his oil over your life and of course Pastor Bumi George who's been a strong support and backbone in people of influence and the mantle of Deborah God bless you Reverend Harriet you know your team Pastor Yasmin um, all of you guys Pastor Lola Natalie Blake everyone across the world Brala Day everybody that has you know been a strong support Pastor Ben Zinle Mandisa um, you know Pastor Lee uh, um, Dr. Pell, Apostle Dennis, Apostle Angie, you know, Cynthia, there's so many people. Um, the list goes on and on and on. God has given us great favor in many nations, in many places. And so everywhere we go, Isiwahome, you know, everywhere we go, Isiwahoa. I mean, when we go to nations, Isiwahome, which is my full name, literally means I'm favored in strange lands. That's the meaning of my name. So everywhere we go, we experience the favor of God in strange lands. And a strange land is just anywhere where it's not your native land. And, you know, so I thank God for that. And I thank God for all the people who align themselves with prophecy, who open doors for us in nations, gatekeepers who stand and they give us their backs and they give us their shoulders to ride upon, to fly. I want to say thank you. I, I truly appreciate you all and um, my heart blesses you. I pray for you. I mean, to all my brothers, my sisters in ministry, Pastor Chintok, Prophet 
um, Adam, Pastor Moses, you know, all of these people, Apostle told me, like every single person has been a backbone to the fathers who strengthened me, Pastor Chris Delvan, Rabbi Alan Noah, all of you, I, I truly, truly appreciate you, Pastor Nigel you know, has just been a steady rock. Um, all my friends, Mrs. Ogufere, um, Uche, IJ, you know, the, the list goes on and on and on. Um, all of you, I thank you. Osai, you know, who has just always, always been there to give whatever support that I need. I appreciate you all. I am grateful for you. Uh, thank you for keeping me well-rounded and balanced. And thank you for um helping me in every aspect of my life my family has been a support my dad and my mom they call me together and say we want to bless you we want to pray for you and you know my parents release parental blessings over me constantly sometimes at least once a week you know <laughs> and they are like ah you you will be great everything you do in this life god will and they are releasing the blessings and you know, every time as they're, they're praying, I don't ever, I just stop whatever I'm doing and I'm like, amen, amen. And they are just opening places for me in the spirit realm and in the physical. So I thank them, my amazing family everywhere. To my sister, I told you guys about, um, Sister Evelyn, um, she was amazing. You know, she led me to Christ and consistently pursued me and still pursues me till today um, about my responsibilities to the kingdom. And so I want to thank her and I want to just bless her for being such a blessing and an open door for my destiny to be formed, you know, and to all the people that God has used um, in the journey of my life from when I was a child to now, all the people that have been gates for me and all the people that have been open points of access and all the people that have poured into me and have taught me, you know, giving me their time, you know, um, I thank all of them, um, people like Dr. Tony Rappu, who taught me what it means to be apostolic and how to build, how to craft, how to be daring in the face of opposition. I thank him and I, and I bless him with all my heart for all the things that he did for me and that yet speak till now in my life. I am grateful for every, every single one of them. And so I just want to thank you all, but most especially, I want to thank my family, my two kids who are amazing and my kids just, you know, I mean, as small as Judah is, when he see me getting ready and I'm coming down, he's like, do you have a meeting? I'm like, okay. He's like, oh, but I wanted you to watch this with me. I'm like, I have a meeting. He's like, okay, after your meeting, will you come to my room? I'm like, yes. He's like, okay, I'll be waiting for you. And sometimes they stay up, you know, you, and I get to the room, I see their eyes, you know, they are, it's heavy, but they are waiting for me till access is over. And I'm like, guys, go to sleep. And, you know, and they're just waiting, you know, for me to just come jump in bed with them and say, what I consider rubbish words, you know, we're just there talking about God knows what. Mommy, you know, somebody told me today, I'm like, what, what, are you serious, you know? And sometimes in less than five minutes of me being there, they're sleeping. But I thank my children, and in the day when they grow up and they're old enough and they finally watch all the access videos, whether I'm here with them or I'm not here, I want them to know that I love them and appreciate them, not just because of the great men that they will become, but because of the boys that they are already. 
uh, with huge hearts and you know accommodating hearts and I, I love them so much and of course my husband my backbone my cheerleader my support my strength here on earth my husband who is always propelling me and making the biggest sacrifice of all sharing his wife sharing my time um, that I could have been with him just turning on the bed or gossiping about all of you you know and he just lets me go constantly so that God's will will be established my husband who fears God and fears the will of God above even his office as a man you know I want to thank Bobby for being such a powerful tool um, we've gone through different seasons we've gone through different times we've had to jump over several hurdles but somehow we would arrived at a place of love and appreciation and gratitude for God you know to God for bringing us together and so I want to thank Bobby today publicly everybody celebrate my husband he is amazing um, I have no fear for being great I have no fear whatsoever in my calling I have no I'm not restricted by religious traditions or culture when others say to me but you are a woman you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't go here my husband says why do it I want you to you know go ahead you know and not intimidated to let me be in the midst of other men and to let me just you know define myself and to find myself um, so I am so grateful to God for that so Bobby I am grateful and I love you and I thank you very very much for empowering me for enabling me for strengthening me um, may God establish you for many generations and may your name never be forgotten when the history of the earth is written in Jesus name amen and of course all of you my community the ones I know and the ones I don't know the ones I see the ones I don't see thank you for your DMS for your messages for your voice notes um, for your emails for your letters your cards your gifts that you send to me some send me journals some send me blankets some send me food some send me money some send me just messages and I, I, I don't ever want you to think that um, I feel like I'm entitled to it because I'm not well there are some things that I'm entitled to as <laughs> as a minister but um, it's still the choice of the people you know so I want to say thank you for every time you have reason to pray for me to bless me thank you thank you you are gratefully appreciated God bless you you know and of course thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you God thank you God thank you Jesus um, praise God thank you father can we just take a minute to pray for the people who bless us can you just do a little gratitude prayer this morning just thank the Lord for every support system he's given to you thank the Lord for every support system he's given to you thank the Lord for your friends for your brothers thank him for loyalty thank you for people who are dogged and rugged about your destiny thank him for people who sacrifice for you to make sure that you are who God has called you to be just thank God thank God this morning thank you Holy Spirit thank God I know you may feel like oh but I don't feel like appreciating this my spouse I don't know 
just thank the Lord because God has got a huge plan in the midst of it all. Do not let the enemy ever take thanksgiving from you. We will enter his courts, with his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts and we enter his courts with praise. So if you don't have or you don't feel like you have a thing to be thankful for, you cannot access the gates of God. So it is with thanksgiving in our hearts, that's how we enter his gates and his courts. That thanksgiving in your heart has to be translated into words in your mouth. And that praise is what gives you access into the courts of God. So thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for ministers of the gospel from across the world. I thank you for those that are laboring, pushing. You know, sometimes they do it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Sometimes, you know. But Lord, they are still in the faith and doing the best they can to hold the fort for the destinies of people. All of them, great and small, um, in the sense that the world sees it. Lord, thank you. Missionaries on the field, thank you for their lives. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Praise God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Amen. All right. Good morning again. And I'm just going to go real quickly um, into the agenda for the day. Uh, we're talking about possessing your priesthood. And we started um, some days ago and we have shared a couple of truths. We have shared a couple of nuggets and, you know, just things that we believe that the Lord has highlighted for us. Um, but I just thought this morning real quickly, you know, the story of yesterday, I was reading Daniel um, chapter 1 for you. And in Daniel chapter 1, I was talking about how the kings of Babylon come for your priesthood and how the kings of Babylon are coming for your strength. And I was saying how the ecclesia prepares people that many times we don't make room for them to express what they are prepared for within the church or we don't even teach them how to take the church to the world. And I say, so the kings of this world who have wealth, who have power, who control the economy of this world end up being the ones that cultivate the things that we have planted in the ecclesia. So Christians go out there and they are paid to bring their grace, to bring their oil, to bring their favor, to bring their power, to bring their anointing into these workplaces. And there's nothing wrong with working. There's nothing wrong with, you know, meaningfully contributing to society and to the growth of your generation. Um, but the question is, you know, ultimately, who is sitting over that altar? Ultimately, who is sitting over the throne? Ultimately, the image that is being cultivated is it the image of God? Is your strength being used to build um, images onto Pharaoh? Is your strength being used to build towers for Egypt? Ultimately, how does it all translate into raising and creating and empowering the image of God here on earth? You know, so you, you become a teacher. Ultimately, how is what you're teaching, how you're teaching, when you're teaching, you know, what the, the instruments of your teaching, how is it translating into raising the image of God on the earth? And that's why when we talk about economies, we cannot talk about 
possessing the gate of economy without talking about people who actually possess the gates because we need to possess the gates we need to be gatekeepers over systems and sectors until we are we cannot fully dedicate those systems and sectors to god and we cannot begin to alter the growth path path of those systems and sectors. The only way we can do that is when we are in charge and we are the ones calling the shots and making the decisions. So if you're listening to me today, it is not um, unspiritual for you to desire to lead. It is not unspiritual for you to desire to become the next CEO, the next MD, the next commissioner, the next president, to become the next head of you know parliament or anything like that. It is not it is not unspiritual for you to desire that. It is actually very, very, very ecclesia-like because the ecclesia is a ruling body and you know when the original i mean when the the war for the ecclesia it's this group of people who they will take from rome and it will be made up of people who are experts in different um, areas of society so somebody who is an expert in education somebody who is an expert in fashion somebody who is an expert in government and government policies somebody who is an expert in um, you know tech space and all of that and they will take them and they will all get on a boat um, going to any nation that Rome wants to extend its reign to and the name of the boat that they will get on that boat is called the Apostle and when they get on the boat and they get to the nation that they want to infiltrate and take for Caesar um, for Rome um, they will burn the boat as an indication that we are not going back to Rome until the kingdom of this place that we have entered has become the kingdom of Rome so what would these guys do each of these people that are heads of different sectors or experts would then enter into the nation the one that is in fashion will infiltrate the fashion space the one that is in medical medicine will infiltrate the medicine medical space they will all infiltrate the different sectors of the in the in that in that nation and then they begin to um, influence that sector to look like the Roman culture so that when you come there 10 years later you will see that the people in that land have started dressing like Rome they started talking like Rome they started using technology that looked like advancements in Rome there's some of their food their cuisine is now even being affected and when you go for parties you see the introduction of certain Roman cuisines in their parties so at some point the nation begins to look like Rome and then it becomes easy for Rome to come and colonize them or Rome to come and take them over because their image is already like the image of Rome you need to understand what I'm talking about so that is what it means to infiltrate that it was it means to be an ecclesia those group of people were called the ecclesia so when jesus said i would build my ecclesia and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it what jesus was saying was i will build an image altering group of people and the gates of hell which also whose agenda is also image altering shall not prevail against it so as a believer we are all image consultants and image management officers we are all meant to change the image of this world into the image of our God until the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ we are all meant to infiltrate systems and we are all meant to change and transform them so wherever you are today 
you want to ask yourself like this ecclesia of those days how are you introducing the likeness of God into those systems how are you introducing the standard of God into those systems it is very very important because yesterday I started a conversation about image and God um, took that conversation from me and he he began to expand it to me in the night before I slept and I then realized how there's so many so many scriptures in the Bible that talk about image and the power of what you look like and how what you look like the means your access and how image is a gate and the Lord began to show me he said remember Esau and Jacob and and how Jacob ultimately got the blessing of Esau because he was able to create the image of Esau and so the father touched him and he felt like Esau you know uh, it smelled like Esau he said but the voice is not Esau's voice you know but just because the image correlated with the image that Isaac had in mind he released the blessing upon Jacob and so image matters the image that you bear determines the blessing that you have and then you go further down you begin to look at Rachel and Leah and how Leah pretended to be Rachel and so the image of a beautiful woman with a veil on her face lying on the bed she created an imagery as though she was Rachel but it was until morning came and the light shone that's when Jacob knew that he had sown his seed and sown his oath to the wrong person they used a false image to deceive him and so with image many times you get a blessing and you go further down and you begin to see that when God was going to change him and release the Israel on the inside of him, that, 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 that whole plan of transition and that whole plan of blessing transition came by reason of, he said, and when the day broke and the angel saw he was not leaving him and he said, just bless me. What did the angel do? He broke his hip bone. From that day, Jacob's image changed. But what was most critical was that as his image changed, so did his name change. So did the manifestation over his life change. And so you begin to see Jacob limping on the scepter from that day. But what looked like a broken man with one leg was a whole man in the realm of the spirit that had access to the fullness of the blessings of God. The image matters what you look like matters they said to jesus should we pay taxes should we pay taxes should we obey the law of the land should we release a part of our money and jesus said to them take a coin whose image is on the coin and they said it is the image of caesar so he said give unto caesar what is Caesar's? So who's, whoever image is on an industry, on a sector, on a thing, that is the person that receives the reward and the glory of that area. And so the reason why there is such a war over the image of humanity is because Satan understands this law. And that's the reason why the LGBTQ movement has become so strong and we continue to grow so strong before the Antichrist comes. Why? Because it is all about image and as long as Satan can possess the image of a person he knows that the one who you look like you belong to 
the one who you look like you will be handed over to. And so that's why you must not let anything corrupt the image of God, the image of God on your body, the image of God in your soul, the image of God in your spirit. The Bible says, and God made man after his his image and his likeness. So you begin to understand that image precedes likeness. And image determines the likeness that is on the inside of a person. So God could have created stone or carved out anything else. Why did he make man to look like him? At every point that they've seen God or when, when God manifested in the person of Jesus fully. Not when he used different symbols symbols and symbolisms but when he manifested what we saw was a man and so you see God in the person of Jesus and there's a reason because God is making a statement to all eternity and all to all eternal realms that I have made a covenant with mankind and mankind is my chosen creature through which I will manifest myself and so he made man in his image that's why the angels look at us and they marvel what at man like what at man like what are they we see that they look at you we look at them we look at you we look at them we look at you we look at them we look at you they look like you but some of them don't sound like you some of them don't act like you many of them don't love like you like why are you mindful of them we don't get it but you see the lord says hey if they can keep my image i can yet redeem them if they can preserve my image, I can yet restore them. And that is why Satan is coming for your image. That's why he's trying to tell you, oh, don't be a girl, don't be a boy. It does not matter. You know, any image you be a... No, 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 no. You cannot be a just any image. You have to look like God. You have to preserve the original designated image that God has given to you. And you see, you, you then begin to, to, to understand that this is why there is such a war. Such a war for what we look like. Such a war. Remember what I taught you about discipleship. And the discipleship model was that they all looked like Jesus. You know, when they came to take Jesus, remember, they needed somebody to kiss him. For them to recognize him so when they came and they looked at the disciples they did not know who jesus was even though he had been preaching in their synagogues and in their marketplaces and on the mountaintops but they needed one of his disciples to identify him for them why because at some point they all looked sounded talked like jesus so even when Jesus says, I am he, the Bible says when he said, I am he, all of them fell on the ground. The power of God hit them. They got up, they still said, who? So and Judas had to go and kiss him for them to know who to bound. Now, why image mattered? For them to be the disciples of Jesus, they had to look like Jesus. They had to sound like Jesus. They had to speak like Jesus. It matters. The Bible says, as we behold him, we keep becoming like him. We are transformed into the image of the one that we behold. Because your image tells the world who you are beholding. Your image tells the world who is transforming you. Your image tells the world who formed you and who is forming you image matters. Are you still with me prayer in community? It's like everybody has gone to sleep or gone to work. Are you here? Fantastic. Your image matters. Your image matters. 
So you have to look like the God that you represent. You have to sound like the God that you represent. You have to smell like the God that you represent. Everything about your presentation matters. So don't let the world that tells you, um, you know, to, 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 to change the world, you have to look like the world. Show me in scriptures, show me. The one person, the one time that Jesus actually talked about it, it was, it says they come to you, be careful for they come to you as wolves in sheep clothing. It's a deception of image. So God wonders about deceitful images. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He wonders about deceitful images. Remember the tree, the fig tree. The Bible says that from a distance, it was blossoming. But when they came near it, it did not have fruit. What did Jesus do? He cursed it. Jesus hates false images. He hates false images. So do not present to be, to look like what you are not. Do not spend your time and your money cultivating an empty image. So you sound like a Christian, you look like a Christian, but you don't have the fruit of Christianity. You don't have the fruit of godliness. You don't have the fruit of this life. So don't spend your time cultivating an image that you cannot prove by fruit. Fruit really matters. So Jesus cursed that tree and said, you, you, you create a sense of anticipation and hope, but you can't deliver on it. You create a sense of desire and belief, but you can't deliver on it. And Jesus says, cursed are you. No man is ever going to eat from you again. And by the time they were coming back the next day, what had happened to it? The tree had weeded. And so they said, oh, Jesus, look at the tree that you cursed. It has withered. And Jesus is like, of course. Don't you know that these are the kind of things that you will do? So I'm saying this to you because I believe really strongly that God is really hammering on our image as we are entering to possess economies. Because you see, Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are meant to transport the image and the likeness of the economy of heaven to the earth. Are you with me? It is an image management business we have been called to. We are meant to translate the image and the likeness of the kingdom of heaven to the earth. He says, thy will be done. Jesus said, this is what to pray. This is how to pray. So he wasn't saying recite the prayer. He was saying this should be the posture of your heart when you pray. This should be the door of your spirit when you pray. This is what you should be anticipating from the throne of God when you pray. That you'll be receiving clarity on what heaven looks like. You'll be receiving revelation of how the kingdom of heaven functions. So that you can cause it to come down here on earth. He says that will be done on earth just as it is in heaven image of heaven here on earth likeness of heaven here on earth processes of heaven here on earth patterns of heaven here on earth protocols of heaven here on earth 
So the way they raise children in heaven, let us raise our children like that. The way that they worship in heaven, let us worship like that. When the angels are worshiping in heaven, do you think it's about themselves? Of course not. In the glory of God, then you see one angel worshiping. And the angel is like, you know, uh -huh. did somebody just hear me right now? Come on. In the glory of God? In the glory? Sometimes they can't even raise their faces. And sometimes they, all they chant for one week, for 10 months, it's holy, 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 holy. And then you hear the holy modulating in different ways. Holy, holy. If you were to see heaven and their roads and the different offices, how it looks like, what it looks like, does it look anything like what we are building here? You sew a cloth, it's so shabby, and you are a designer that is meant to show the image of clothes here on earth. All the thread, you are using white thread for black material. And when the, the person complains, you are like, ah, Madam, it's okay now, at least you can manage it. I will not manage it in Jesus' name. You will do the right thing. You drop a document for your boss, you misnumber. You, you don't cross your T's, you don't dot your I's. It's so shabby. Have you seen the delicate work that was done on scriptures? Have you seen the intricate interconnectedness of verses, of Genesis to Revelation? Connection between Matthew and the book of Esther. Do you see the details that God puts into documentation? How dare you, who bear the image of God and claim to have his likeness, create a document that does not make sense. No, 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 no. So when I challenge people that work with me or that I mentor and I challenge them for excellence, it's an image problem. No, no, you have to, we have to look like heaven. It's very important because the image possesses the gates. Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. But what were the preceding verses to that? A transformation of Jacob, the one that seeks his face. Being transformed into the image of God. Clean hands, pure heart, has not lifted up his soul to any idol, nor sworn deceitfully. A purging that leads to a birthing of the image of Christ. And so when you stand before the gates, who, did they, who do they now see? The King of Glory. Who do they now see? Now remember, as at this time, that Psalm 24 was written, Jesus had not manifested here on earth. So it was a serious, deep prophecy and speaking from a different realm. Listen, image matters. Say it to yourself. Write it in your book. Repeat it to your spouse. Tell it to a person sitting beside you. Type it on the chat box. Image matters. You have to look like the kingdom that you are representing. Your family, your children, your home needs to look like the kingdom you are representing. Image opens doors. Image opens doors. There are people that I have met, maybe when I go to my village or in Benin or different people, and they're like, ha, are you not Benedicta's daughter? I'm like, Yes, and they're like, oh, come, 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 come. And they hug me tight. And I'm thinking, I don't know you. But they're like, no, I know you because I know your mother. 
you look just like your mother and they begin to ascribe favors to me me that they've not known they don't know if i have bad character they don't know if i'm a useless person nothing but they be oh come ah you don't chop ah come 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 hey this is a benedicta daughter oh yeah 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 what do you want maybe somebody that my mother ever helped when she was in the police force and they're like hey she's your mother hey please my daughter anything you want your mother was a good woman what is it access by image access by image because I bear the image of my mother therefore I have access into the things that she has access into image matters do not let anything alter the image of God that is upon you do not let anything change the image so you go back and begin to ask yourself why did God have to make man in his image and after his likeness because image physically so all creatures can see you, but likeness is an internal system's access. So that image is, oh, he's the MD, but likeness is, he's the only one that has the code to open that door where all the money is. Do you get what I'm talking about? Likeness is that internal systems, the access you have to manage and govern the internal systems. So he made them in his image, so that all creature as a representation and as a testimony that this one is of the Lord. So your image is a testimonial. Now, but the likeness is what actually gives you power and authority to be able to manage and navigate the internal systems where true power dwells. So don't have an image whose likeness you don't have and don't have an image if you don't want the likeness who the one where that image has come from if you don't want it to possess you so don't bear its image because the coin will eventually be given to the one whose image it bears and so even on the day of judgment when you die they are going to ask whose image did you bear i told you guys about a dream i had where i was in the i was in the judgment room of god and we were all on the queue standing and we were being moved forward by I don't know what force you know and I was looking around the room all around the room the walls in the room were writings of a language I don't know and different writings but you could tell it, even the writings felt alive the words felt alive everything in the room felt alive it felt like everything was speaking to you you know and even though all we saw was this huge huge being of light sitting on a throne in front of us but around the room it felt like there was there was so much presence in the room because everything else the walls everything felt alive and the being was will be talking to the people and he will say you why were you not loving when you were on earth and as soon as he asked you nobody argued nobody even ever ever answered the question because it was like the questions were questions answers judgments and everything rolled up in one and so as soon as he will ask the per question the person will either break down and start crying but before you can even begin to cry or do anything you will see it was like a like a like a black hole of some sort was opening so he's sitting down it was opening here to his right and it was like a 
black hole kind of thing. And when it opened for those who were going to hell, when it opened, you will hear from inside because it was like fire, like a hole of fire, and you could feel the heat. But you will hear from inside voices, ah, screams and torments, and that soul soup is just sucked like boom, in the blink of an eye sucked, sucked into the hole and goes and the next person moves forward you know so here we are and i'm on this queue and i am afraid and i'm like oh my gosh so for every time you will say why were you not kind why were you not peaceable why were you not humble and he wasn't even shouting so some people think it's going to be like yo how did no 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 and he would just like it was such a loving judgment i've never seen anything like that in my life and when he asked the question the person already has the answer and the person is like you see your whole life so while i'm on the queue i'm praying and i'm like oh god please i'm like look what did i do in my life but for every time i'm shaking i felt the holy spirit you know with me and the holy spirit will remind me and guess the things the holy spirit was reminding me of not of the crusade meetings i did not the revival meetings not the prayer meetings nothing like that the image that the holy spirit will show me were the days when i was kneeling down maybe beside my bed or crouched in a corner in my room or maybe someone has hurt me or i have hurt someone or i'm just struggling to be the image of god I'm struggling to forgive, I'm struggling to be kind, I'm struggling to apologize, I'm struggling to be peaceable, I'm struggling to release that money and sow that seed, I'm struggling to, to share those days when I did enter prayer and I'm like, God, crucify me, oh God, circumcise my heart, Lord, transform me, Lord, I want to be a better person, Lord, I want to be like you, God, give me the grace to be patient, God, give me the grace, Father, no matter what this person has done, I don't want to hurt them, Lord, so help me, show me how not to hurt them, Father, I want to show loyalty, Father, help me to be loyal, even though I feel like there's nothing to be loyal to here, but Jesus, help me, me, Lord the days when I pressed and I pushed for the image of God manifest to manifest through me on earth those were the things that the Holy Spirit was reminding me of and, and then I'll, I'll be confident on the queue and the next thing when he judges somebody hey my heart will beat again and then the Holy Spirit will remind me of the days when I'm on my knees saying God please I really really want to forgive show me how Father, no matter what, I refuse to be partners with hell. I refuse to partner with Satan. I refuse to raise judgment. I refuse to speak against this person even though they are slandering me. Lord, help me. The days when I was pressing to be transformed, those were the things that the Holy Spirit reminded me of. As if to say, don't worry. This is what God was looking for from your life. And then when it got to my turn, I remember he leaned forward and it was as if I was swallowed up into 10 different places at the same time. And he said to me, you, I see your heart, come into my presence. And I woke up. And when I woke up, I just started crying. And I went on my knees and I said, God, please help me. God, help my heart. God, help me. So that no matter how bish, bish, bash, bash, or whatever I sound sometimes, at the end of the day, I'm still just a jelly on the inside of me. So sometimes, that's why when I tell somebody, oh, this thing you did, it really hurt. Sometimes, I, I even found, I found recently, I was joking with the Holy Spirit. I said, ah, 
Why is it that when I tell some people that this thing they did pay me, they don't wish to apologize to me? Like, I'm thinking, me, I will end up saying, oh, I'm sorry, but why, why don't, is it that they feel that this woman, maybe they all see that it's a lie, you can't be hurt. It's you that hurts me. You, I didn't hurt you. I'm like, why can't you imagine that it's possible for me to be heartbroken? You know, and, but you see, all of that, it matters. It matters the image that you allow to be formed on the inside of you. It matters the moment when God captured us on the skull and we are all on the floor wailing and saying, Jesus, I want you. Jesus, I want to be like you. Jesus, I want to talk like you. Jesus, I want to speak like you. All of that, trust me, heaven is recording it. These are the things that are transforming you into the image of God. Are we together? Are you with me? Come on, buried family. Access, are you here? I'm teaching you some keys to access. I'm telling you some things you should never forget for the rest of your life. Image matters. You understand what I'm telling you? It does matter. And so I say, when I say it, it feels like PI, please stop attacking us. But even as women, there are certain ways you cannot dress. I'm telling you the truth. It doesn't matter the liberty you have in Christ. There are just certain lengths that your cloth cannot be. Image matters. You can't dress up and all your boobs are outside. And you say to me, it's just cleavage, it doesn't matter. When you wore the clothes, you saw that the V was here. Why did you still wear it? I call it low and behold. Do you understand? It's so low, we can behold. And then when you say, P.I., I just want you to see my heart. I'm like, trust me, I see it. It's right in front of me. Your heart is all over the place. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You can't wear that. You are a daughter of the king. Do you understand? You are a child of the most high God. Your image matters. Your image matters. You can't wear clothes and your panty line is all over the place. And then when you pass, everybody's like, you know, they know, they just know. They, no, come on. Bekarama save high. Subredi katambaruske fakidai. Shambaru sapiakatai. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of the king. You can't. Not every fashion is for us. No. Yes, ah, no, but you know, you have to you have to look snatch. Snatch what? What are you snatching? Are you snatching souls to heaven or are you snatching souls to hell? Are you empowering people to meditate? in a way that is not godly. What are you snatching? Do you get what I'm talking about? You know, so our image truly, truly matters. You know, your cloth is tight. I can see your kidney. I can see your liver. We don't even need x-ray to know what's inside your body. As I look at the cloth, I can tell you that you are having heart problem because I'm seeing your valves from the tightness of the cloth. And then you are like, Jesus, I just worship you with everything that is within me. I see everything within you, trust me. That's not how you do it. You understand? So you may say to me, ah, Pierre, please, Joe, it's because of your own. Ah, 
all of us know how to do it. I can there's a certain ghetto I can wear now. Tight the belly. I have some assets. Pronounce the asset very well. You will not believe it's the same PI. All of us can wear tight clothes. All of us can show something nice. But you know what? There's a reason. Our office, our priesthood demands that we act moderately. Our priesthood demands that we present an image that represents our God. Very, very important. You understand? So, please, let us stay with a consecrated priesthood. And for the men, not every fashion is for us. You know, you see sons of God, they wear trousers that is so tight. Like literally, we can, we can tell why you're having fertility issues because we're seeing everything that you, you present before the world. Why am I seeing it? It's not right. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And you say it doesn't matter, it's your heart, it's your heart. It's not my heart. It's your trouser that is the problem. You get what I'm saying? So we all have to follow um, certain protocols. Can you imagine if Moses in those days were standing in front of the people and God has given me the laws for you and Moses wear tight jeans. Do you understand? Then he wear tight shirts that the V is up to here. All his chest hair is showing. And then he hold the tail. I just want to present the Ten Commandments before you. Can, you. can you picture that as Moses? Now think about it. Then <laughs> ah! to just help the people, he just dangle one small chain on top of the chest. Do you get what I'm saying? Just to help you there. Give you one or two things to meditate upon apart from the law. You know, so I don't, I, I don't see it. It's crazy. I don't see it. Or Jesus being transfigured as he's rising to heaven with his tight jeans. Come on now, people of God. Tight leather shirt. All his shape is showing. What are you talking about? Nakedness was a disgraceful thing. It was a disgrace. It was part of the the torment and part of the sacrifice and part of the pain that he went through. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Um, so when we talk about what Jesus did, what he died for, or how he died that was disgraceful, part of it is that his clothes were torn. So why are you wearing half cloth now as part of fashion? When it was it's part of the things we were called as, ah, they tore his clothes. Now no clothes is glory. You get what I'm saying? So there are certain things I don't want to touch, you know, but I can't explain how culture can define for you that it's okay to wear a G-string swimming suit. And you say, you know, because in the West, auntie, I'm not from the West. I'm not from the East. I'm not from the South. I'm not from the North. I'm from Zion. So there is no location that should determine the culture of my life. Whether I'm in America or I'm in Magadishko, wherever that may be, I, my culture is determined by the Spirit of God. There is a measurement in my spirit that tells me what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Remember, I, I have taught you people so much about culture, I feel like I sound like a broken record. And how culture is the momentum of spirits. And every time a spirit wants to 
hide an intention and spread it through generations he puts it in culture so that by the third generation by the fourth generation they no longer question it it has become normal to them so you have to check every culture where did it come from where did that culture come from do you picture mary the mother of jesus when she was going swimming in her time she will wear one small pint and one small half bra to go and swim no picture it now oh yeah it's culture uh, it's the way it's not the way it is not the way you understand what i'm talking about because you see the image determines what gains access to your life image determines what gains access to your life it says give unto caesar what is caesar's it is very very important i i, I haven't even sat down to finish this study but when I do, I will teach it again as an entire sermon. Image. Image and likeness. So I, I, I want to urge you guys that you meditate upon the things that the Lord will have you present and represent. Do you understand? At every point in time. Do not allow your image be determined by culture. Do not allow, the, allow your presentation and your representation to be determined by culture. Always ask yourself, what deity is behind this new image now? Very, very important. Do you know there are some people that are dancing the spirit dance of setting gods? And they are opening demonic portals over their homes, their bodies, their families, and they don't know it. Do you know that every spirit has a dance? Hello? Have you ever seen any religion that does not have a dance? That does not have a move? That does not have sound? So some people are dancing the spirit dance of a local they don't even know. Every dance now, we must dance it. Even church, if you see the choir, where did the dance come from? Where did the dance come from? So you see in church, they are dancing girls group that is like Pharaoh and Egypt. Oh yes, it's nice. We are going to dance it also. Go and find out the names of some of the steps you are dancing. From Zanku to Banku, go and find out where it came from. Who originated it? Do you understand? Spirits have dances. In the tribes in Nigeria, there are some dances you dance. That if I once the spirit enters your body, they start to. There's even like in my village, there's the one called the Bagbonenimi, the dance of spirits. There's a way in which you turn, you spin. There are some jumps you do. You see them all over the TV now. What 100 years ago, 70 years ago, was reserved as sacred for the ones that are possessed by the spirits to represent them in the form of dance and movement. And once those people start doing that dance, once they start doing that dance, the entire atmosphere changes. Other people are then possessed. And then the prophet starts to, the priests of those altars start to prophesy in their own way. Yes, masquerades, but anyway. So they have the ones in uh, river states. They have the ones in uh, different states. Somebody has put belly dancing. Go and find out where all these movements started from. They were the movements that the people's bodies were made to make when the spirits possessed them. And you know, you may look at it and think, ah, to what end? Guess what? All of it is opening portals. Remember, man is an altar. 
And so whatever man does is a gate that man is opening. Man is an altar. So, and any altar is a neutral place. It just determine. It just depends on the spirit that possesses the altar, that determines the fire that comes from the altar, whether it's a false fire or a true fire of God. The altar in itself is neutral, but the, who is the priest over the altar? Who is the deity that the priest is provoking? You get what I'm saying? So there are rituals for each priesthood. The people of Baal, they were shouting, calling on their God. Um, um, uh, Uncle Elijah said, continue. Then the Bible says, when it had gotten to 12 o'clock, the peak of the day, when the sun was in the highest, they started to shout and cut themselves. He said, continue. Maybe Baal has gone to use the toilet. It's coming. Why? Because at the peak of the sun, because part of the Baal, worship of Baal, he works with the bodies of the heavens. And so the peak of the sun for them was the peak of the time when Baal was active. And so that's when they raised their voices louder. Everything has got significance. They will tell you, oh, this yoga, you, you do it at 6 a.m., you do it at 12, you do it at... Where did yoga come from? If you are on this access, access, and you have listened to me for two months, and you are still doing yoga, may the fire of God meet your mat, your yoga mat, and consume it in Jesus' name. You are opening doors. You are pressing buttons in the spirit realm and then tomorrow you say I don't know I feel so depressed I feel so down I feel so can we be thorough be very thorough at every point in time be spiritually thorough you are an accountant in your organization you are in charge of uh, of, of, of technology or company you are a thorough person you code you, 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 everything, symbols mean so much to you. But why can you not be thorough about your spirituality? Why can you not be thorough about spiritual things? If you just only research for five minutes, ten minutes, you'll find it there. But because our souls and our minds and our carnality, we don't want to pay that price. We don't want to accept it because it is sweet us. You understand? It is sweet. It is sweet. But in this have you seen meat that you steal from pots? How sweet it is. Why is it always sweeter when it is evil? Then you will see, have you seen all those stupid movies? When the woman wants to cheat on her husband, you will see when she and the, 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 the cheater and the cheaty are near each other. It's as if, hey, we will die. This energy between us, this spark, the fire. I'll just be looking at the film like this. The way they want to do the thing, they will tear each other's shirts. Tear shirts. They want to wound themselves. Okay, what? See, tomorrow I've not torn my husband's shirt. You understand? He has not yet torn my shimmy. What's going on? Is it that we don't love each other? You understand? So I've thought about this matter. Why have I not? Why has it not hit my head against the wall before? What's really happening? Eh, not lie. You get what I'm talking about? It's a lie. All those things is a lie. Why? Because it, 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 it's meant to make you believe that this is what it looks like. And so when somebody is being derailed and when you're going on the wrong path, now in the sweet path, you calm down. Just forget that sweetness for a moment and go into the word of God. Forget that sweetness for a moment and study 
and be thorough and you will find out that there's something wrong with it. I hope you are with me. Don't leave me this morning because I'm still teaching you about access and I'm teaching you about image and how it truly, truly, truly matters. You understand? In fact, I remember I heard one pastor insulting. He was talking one day and he said, deliverance service. And he said, why would you not be here for deliverance? Your life has been going left and right. Your life has got no stability. Why won't it be like that? When on the day you were conceived, your parents were playing shaka demons and pliers. A child that was conceived under the anointing of shaka demons and pliers can never be like a child that was conceived with a shaka demons and pliers destiny. <laughs> Service, so this why people are laughing here. Major as a hot atmosphere. Ha, I looked at my friend. I said, I said, this thing not be joke. So, for some of you, it's a shaka demons and pliers issues. You understand? Ta -da, ta -da, ta -da. So, when the child came out, that's so in life they go, ta -da, ta -da. not in the street for the picking. You understand? So, please, let's not open gates over our children. Image matters. The image will determine the likeness of the destiny. <laughs> I know this is crazy, but I'm serious. I, no, I, I'm serious, actually. You know, um, atmosphere matters. What you play in determines what comes out. You understand what I'm talking about? Um, here is Saul possessed by a, a, a spirit tormenting him. And the Bible says that David will play play the harp and when he played it that demons will come out do you know i usually can tell when a worship minister is not a consecrated minister i can tell very easily because it's not no matter how beautiful you sound you can hit every note and play every sound it is just uh, 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 in the spirit that's all i'm here and i'm like what have you prayed have you fasted in two months? Do you know what I'm talking about? It matters. It matters that you be transformed into the image of God. That you be transformed into the image of God. It matters. Say it again. Image matters. Image matters. Image matters. And I'm sure when I do the study, I'm going to pull up many, many more scriptures to show to you that image matters. I hope you are with me. It matters. Um, and so you see that when Satan or the king of Babylon was coming for the priesthood of the people, um, what did he do? Of the children of Israel he said number one let us teach them the language of the Chaldeans he changed their language you're speaking you get what I'm saying um, your speaking matters sorry I just saw this. Uh, 
okay somebody is helping us explain where pilates has come from okay praise god so um what okay fantastic hello jesus is the image of the invisible god fantastic um so the king in daniel one he said let us get them and let us teach them the language of the Chaldeans. Someone says, I've messed, I've made a mess of my life and my son's life. I see ultimately my fault. How do I fix it? Since it fights me on everything to do with God, this is opening up my eyes so much. Praise God, first of all, for the opening and thank God for revelation. And then um, the next thing I would like you to do, uh, um, well, somebody says, I believe it was developed as physical therapy. Well, you can believe what you want to believe, but make sure your belief is, is based on a fact. You know, check scriptures, check the facts alongside scriptures, and then make up your mind. Um, but I'm telling you the truth that I know. So for the person who says, how do I fix it? You know, uh, you have to, first of all, go back to God in repentance and say, you know, Lord, I, I, I mean, I have seen this truth and I realize that there are so many ways in which I open so many doors and I have allowed so many things to enter into my family and I have allowed so many things to enter into my home and I see the effect on my child. Lord, I am sorry. It is very, very important that we repent. And I cannot overemphasize the place of repentance. And I just feel like many Christians don't even know how to repent anymore. You know, um, it's become so normal. We just, you know, tell God, um, God, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, well, like oh, he said, forgiving God. But we have to always go on our knees, you know, and actually say, God, I am sorry. Sometimes you saw Daniel repenting for what his fathers did. Daniel repenting for what happened 70, 100, 200 years before his time. So you have to go back and just say, Lord, I, and you know, you have to articulate repentance. It must be articulated because keys open doors. So as you are repenting here on earth, what is happening is certain bondages are falling off you in the spirit realm. Certain demonic doors are shutting in the realm of the spirit. So it may sound like you are just saying words but it's changing the algorithm of your spiritual life or your spiritual atmosphere. Now, um, you repent. Godly sorrow work at repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Exactly. So we're talking about godly sorrow that leads to repentance. So from that person's message, I can tell you are having a godly sorrow. And you are like, my gosh, I didn't know this. You know, this entire week I'm, I'm seeing things and I'm so ashamed. It's a godly sorrow. There's no condemnation in that sorrow. No one is condemning you. God is not condemning you. But it should lead you to repentance. So you can even go on your knees right now and just say, Lord, I have erred and I have made mistakes. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my soul. Have mercy on my, on my son. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on my home. Have mercy on his destiny. Have mercy on his future. Have mercy on my life. Have mercy. 
articulate your repentance and say the things that you did wrong say to god god in this area i did this in this area i did this i should have protected my child like this i should have known this i should have studied the word better you know when you gave me this signal i should have responded i did not respond i should have you know you have to articulate your repentance very clearly do you understand articulate your repentance very clearly and then as you articulate the repentance then begin to pray for god's mercy and you see, I've taught you people this before. The mercy of God is not, oh, okay, it's all right, the judgment will come upon you. That's not mercy. Mercy is a restorative army from heaven. Mercy enters the life of a person and begins to change the configuration of, the, of your life and of your past. So when mercy enters, mercy goes to the outworkings of judgment and begins to change that those outworkings. So mercy actually is a very, very strong administrative force from heaven. Mercy works with information and data. Do you get what I'm talking about? So if the president gives an executive order and says, oh, this person that is locked up or this person is in isolation, the person should come out. How is it going to happen? Just because the president announces it, it doesn't mean automatically the chains will fall, the door will open, the person will just come out. No. There's a, there's a people that will go and activate the executive order. That's the army of mercy. So they go to activate. So you pray and say, God, have mercy on me. God, release me, deliver me. Look at the prayer of Jabez. Jabez prayed. And he said, God, I don't want to cause anyone pain. Enlarge my territory. Expand my borders, Lord Jesus. This day my mother gave me. It's not doing me well anymore. He prayed. And the Lord changed his life. So you will pray. And then after renouncing, after crying out for mercy, rededicate everything in your house and your life back to God. And rededicate yourself and say, Lord, express your full commitment to live in truth. Express your full commitment to live in light and revelation. And just receive the love of Jesus. Receive the love of Jesus. Receive the love of Jesus over yourself. Receive the love of Jesus over your son. Receive the love of Jesus over your business. Receive the love of Jesus. Praise God. And Father, we thank you for that woman and every other person that is making these prayers right now. Father, I ask that in the name of the Lord Jesus, let them experience such a strong move in their families, in their lives, in their relationships, in their businesses. Father, let them experience such a strong move in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as they make these prayers, God, let them know that indeed there is power in your name and there is power in recommitting their lives to you in Jesus name amen amen um, so I said language he came for their language he came for their diets and he came for their names those three things those are the three levels of captivity or three tools of captivity that Babylon uses when it wants to steal the destiny of the sons of God he says let us teach them our language because if they can possess your words and possess your speech they can determine the doors that open to you remember 
it was conversation that began the downfall of mankind and Satan said the God really say oh can you eat this food oh well God said God did not say it conversation was where the downfall started and then the next thing um, after language it was food the food and Satan said I eat of it and she stretched her hand and she ate of it you understand food really really matters same thing for Jesus it started with conversation uh, can you not turn this stone into bread conversation and the next thing turn the stone into bread food and then the third thing was name he changed their name he changed Daniel's name Shadrach Meshach and Abednego he changed their name from their Hebrew names and he gave them Babylonian names because your name is also a gate your name is also a door do you understand what I'm saying um, your name is also a door dear there are pastor Stephanie can respond to you now um, somebody's asking about details for shift course um, and so your name is also a door in the realm of the spirit and so the Bible says at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord do you understand what I'm talking about so there is um, the name of Jesus causes knees to bow what does knee bowing represent um, it represents submission it represents acknowledging authority so basically at the mention of the name of Jesus the authorities in the heavens and the earth they bow and acknowledge that Jesus is Lord now why is this very very important your name matters so he changed their name so that he may take the authority that was meant to come through their names you know and I, I, I said this morning just in passing and I said oh, my name is Isiwa Home and I just said it in passing but and I said the meaning of my name is I am favored in strange lands I believe that it is actually prophetic even without my parents knowing they were prophesying to my future and prophesying to my apostolic calling and prophesying to the uniqueness of God's calling over my life to enter into nations and enter into places so there are times when um, it feels like ah, things are not working and I'm, I remember one day I was praying and I heard myself saying God my name is Isiwahome. My name, and I was saying it over again. My name. It was almost as though I was speaking about an office. I was speaking about designation. I was speaking about purpose. I was speaking about resources. And I was like, no, it is not even my name to not have favor. It is not my name. It is my name to. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he changed their name because he was trying hard to change. The, the path of their destiny I said language food and name and I've taught you people about food and I've taught you about the gate of food and I've taught you about the tables you sit to dine on and I've taught you about what you are really really eating when you eat and how it's not just food and I've taught you about how you can have confidence while you eat and the vision I had when Jesus spoke to me on the table of communion I said the confluence of food and prayer is the place of covenant where intimate relationships are born you know and um, I spoke about how food and prayer come together to make covenant you know but when we talk about the system of the belly we'll, we'll touch that in a bit but those were the three things so always note those three things um in your life every time those things are being touched know that you're about to be pulled 
into a different realm and a different space just know so language how are you talking since you joined that company since you joined those people you know how do they speak in your life in your home in your house what is the language that is acceptable in your family <laughs> number two excuse me Number two, food, what you people consume, what you watch, what you listen to, where you go to, you know. Then the third thing is the name. How are you named? How are you described? These three things are very, very important. Yeah, some people I meet, they always, they refuse to give me their Instagram account. I'm like, why are you Instagram? Let me follow you. <laughs> are you on Instagram or you are not on Instagram? Okay. I... I, like, I don't understand. I had one personal assistant that refused to give me her Instagram handle. I said, there are times when I want to send you something and I'm like, oh, look at this thing. This is what I want. Or I need to buy me this. And I want to send you the link directly. I, she went to open another IG account just so that we could engage. And I was like, you do know that if I want to find your account, I can find it, right? But in my mind, I'm like, what are you hiding? So who are you? You are working with me this closely and you are obviously living a life that is just something you know you cannot present before me. I'm like, what is that? What does that say? And this is me that is a man. What about Jesus? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to, oh yeah, yeah, 007, you know? And so you have to be very um, careful that your name, what you present, your representation is in alignment with God's will. Very, very important. Um, so just wanted to share that real quickly um, before we look at the next thing, number six, about um, Aaron's derailment from the will of God, from his priesthood. Are we still together? Somebody says, after eating in my dream, today is not a dream class, but uh, the question is, what did you eat? How did it feel? Who gave you the food? What was the purpose? It's not every eating in dream that is wrong. Do you understand? There were visions where the angel will give, take, eat. Do you understand? In visions. So um, it doesn't mean that it is wrong. Pastor Linda just posted. People of Influence is hosting a dream course on the 27th of October. So make sure you are part of that um, Dreamers College. Pastor Linda, can you post the link for them to register for the course? So be part of that course if you want to learn more about dreams. It's going to be um, taken by one of our kingdom partners, uh, Mr. Oti Longe. I, re I recommended him to all of you last month. And I told you, oh, go and follow him and send him a DM. You know, let him be your dream mentor. Pay for his private coaching program. You understand? Let him show up every week and teach you and coach you. And you see, as a, as a, as a coach for dreams, it's not just about, oh, what did you dream? Oh, yeah. Okay, this one means cat. This one means dog. Now you can go. No, 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 no. The ability to interpret a dream can determine the next season of the economy of a nation. Within dreams are strategies. Within dreams can tell you the next business proposal that you should write. 
So when I say go and get a dream coach, I'm not saying that uh, just to be interpreting, just to be telling you, no, 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 no. Because the same symbolisms in dream interpretation is the same symbolisms in visions. Do you understand? And so when you get become expert and understand the spiritual symbols, even when you are praying, you can tell when the Lord is speaking. So many of us are spiritually illiterate. We don't, we don't know ABC of the spirit. And I mean it. I'm not saying you don't pray, but you actually don't know how to interpret symbols, language, visions in the spirit. So you are illiterate. So when the Lord is talking, you don't understand what he's saying because you have not mastered the language. You get what I'm saying? So some of you grew up in churches where there was no teaching of spiritual language or symbols. So you don't know what number eight means. You don't know what number 10 means. Um, if you see a flower, what does it represent? You have not been taught on how to expand the meanings of visions. In fact, you were even told that dreams don't matter, visions don't matter. So you have grown up to have a fervency for the Lord, but you are illiterate. But you see passion is not enough to produce results. So you can be a passionate illiterate and I can never give you certain contracts because you're passionate, but you are illiterate. You see, so your illiteracy has limited how far you can go with God. So, but when you go and learn and go and master language, then God begins to show you things and download things to you. So when I say you need a dream coach, I need you to understand what I'm talking about. Somebody that will teach you spiritual language, spiritual symbols and stuff like that. So please go and follow Oti Lunga on Instagram and DM him um, for what you need. Praise God. Yes, the teachers are always recorded. You can always go back to YouTube and find every teaching on access. It's on YouTube. Um, so number six um, thing that Aaron did that derailed him is that he built an altar before the golden calf. And I needed to understand the significance of this error that Aaron did. Now, Aaron did not only um, build the golden calf, he did not only erect the image, but Aaron then went further ahead to build an altar before the image. So it is one thing to create the image, but it's another thing to then erect an altar because an altar is a system of worship an altar is a system of transaction in the realm of the spirit an altar is a gate an altar is a door an altar is an opening an altar is access for deities so what um everyone did is that he took the calf from being just an empty vessel he converted it into a place of spiritual transaction for a deity so after the the calf was erected it was just empty it was nothing it was just a golden calf as it is but it was the altar system that Aaron erected before the calf that gave it life it was an altar system that Aaron built before the calf that made it become a um, uh, uh, an entity that entered into the camp of the children of Israel. Now, you can look at it and say, wow, this is why it is possible to be in church and a witch can be assistant pastor. Do you understand what I'm saying? And a, a, a person that is representing a principality can be head usher because the pillar of fire can be there, but the pillar and the pillar of cloud can be there and a golden calf with an altar system can exist in that same camp. And so there are times when it is the Lord 
that has to break down certain altars. If you carry um, Dagon and come and put him near the ark, the ark is going to shake it up and break it and, and scatter it. But there are times when the people themselves who carry the fire, who carry the power, then permit a calf to be built. And then in the building of the calf, yes, Exodus 32 verse 5, in the building of the calf, now erect an altar before the calf. The moment that is done, what the people have done, what the priesthood has done, is given authority for the calf to now become a place of spiritual transaction. So that a deity cannot inhabit something that was empty before. And the moment that happens, it's going to take a Moses. It's going to take another consecrated priesthood to break it down. So you may be saying, but is God not saying, ah, why is this person wicked like this? And they say they are Christian. Why is that person wicked like this? Because it's you that have to deal with it. There are some things that it's not God that is going to now come and consume it. He needs a Moses to come and destroy the altar system of an Avon. You need to understand what I'm talking about. So this is why we are preaching for the salvation of souls. We are preaching for the deliverance of people. We are preaching for the breaking down of bow and um, golden calf altar-like systems. So what does it look like today? Let's begin from the church. It's shining. It's big. It's glorious. It looks good. It, it feels good. It looks like a representation of the invisible God. But the invisible God does not need a physical item to be its representation. He said, don't make any image of me. Don't try to use anything to represent me. Don't even use a cross to represent me. That's not God. Are you listening to me? Jesus is not on the cross anymore. He died on the cross, but he's not on the cross. The cross was a tool. The cross was an instrument that was used for his death. But Jesus is not dead. Jesus is alive. So when we see the cross, yes, we remember the price that he paid. Yes, the cross has a There are many things. The cross represented his death. You know, there are many, many things about the cross. I can do an entire teaching on the cross and why the cross was needed. Because cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. And so the cross is made of wood and the cross comes from the tree and Jesus was hung on the tree. So he became a curse for us. So there are many things about the, the, the cross that we can teach but Jesus is not on the cross Jesus is alive and detached from the cross right now and he is living and he's giving life to us I don't know if you're, you're hearing what I'm saying so um, but many times we want to represent Jesus with many things I see people bow to things in certain churches they will create an image of Jesus of a person and then you go there you, two, you do like this you do like this come on that is very anti-scripture. Go back to your Bible. Go back to your Bible. Pick up the Bible and read it for crying out loud. Stop reading. I remember when I just gave my life to Christ. I remember then in Ghana. And I, I remember then, you know, different people just came out that time. And it's a buying on TGJ. Everybody was booming. Do you understand? And then we had books. And you want to read books. And I remember then the pastor would say, do not read any book, any topic in a book that you have not first read about in the Bible. And don't read books more than you read the Bible. Because you see, some of these writings are limited. Do you understand? And people have revised their books 
I said, ah, I taught this thing in 1991. But now in 2001, I realized that uh -uh, I got it wrong. And it's okay because we are all journeying. Even me, there's some revelation that later I'll say, mm, I didn't have the full picture of it. Now I have a better picture. And then when we get to heaven, we'll have a fuller picture. Do you see this scripture? The way God has configured the scripture is for it to be the full counsel of God. So make a habit of reading the word and reading it more than anything else. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And find ways to make the word interesting for you. Anyway, staying on Aaron. So shining bright, looks nice, feels good. And an altar is built before that image. But it is lacking the presence of God. Every time you raise an image and construct an altar or bring that thing to the altar, if that image that you have raised is not what God what you are doing is that you are giving Satan entry into the camp of God. You are giving a demonic spirit entrance into God's camp. So you have to be careful. Do you understand? Not to raise images that are not God's images and check everything. Check everything. I'm not telling you to be a skeptic, no. But I'm telling you as a spiritual leader, check everything. And you may say to me, okay, I'm just a member of a church, you're a spiritual leader. You have to lead this generation in spirituality. Check it all. Now, um, I, and I'm just going to rush through it. Somebody says, how should I read the Bible? You, you start reading the Bible by reading the Bible. Let me just say that first of all. You just make a habit of it. Because anything that you do consistently, you get used to it and it becomes a habit. It's like when you start eating salads. Like, you know, we in Africa, we didn't grow up with salad. This was never part. This salad matter just started like maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago, 40 years, 50. Maybe at the most 60 when colonial masters came. It would used to eat salad. What we used to eat was that we ate a lot of leaves, but we would cook it, you understand? Cook it in pots and use swallow to eat it. So we did eat a lot of leaves. You understand, but not in the way the white people are eating it now. <laughs> but um, when you do eat the salad, you eat it once, twice, after like a month, you get used to it. You even start craving salads. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, why is that important? It's because you can get used to something that is boring, you know, if you just do it long enough. So you have to, first of all, just make a habit and a discipline of studying it. Whether you like it, whether you don't like it, whether it's interesting, whether it's not interesting, make a discipline of studying the Bible. Just sit down and give yourself a time where you study the Bible. Ah, Pastor Linda, that your flyer is on the border of horror fame and mystica. It's like I'm not seeing it very well. So anyway, it's well. So, um, so you make a habit of just sitting down before the word and studying, and then um, also break it down and make it easy, <laughs> and make it easy for yourself. Do you get, I study the Bible like a baby. I take every word in the Bible and I write it down. I'm not in a hurry to finish the whole Bible. You understand? There are, so there are different ways in which you read scriptures. You can just skim through, you know, so there are times when I just play the Bible, 
just to get acquainted with the sound of the voice of the word. Not the, vo- not the man's voice. Oh. The word has a sound, she, you know. You know, so I, I just allow myself get acquainted with it. So I play the Bible. I play it when I'm arranging my closet. I pray, play it when I'm sleeping sometimes. I play it when I'm in the shower. I just play the Bible, you know, just plug it into your ear and just let it play. And so at those times, you may not be taking in all the word because you're busy doing other things and getting distracted, but just let it play. And then also sometimes you just read so that you can cover ground to get so you read um just read the bible sometimes just read the story read it like a story you know and on and on and on and then study the bible you get studying is different so it's not the one that say i've covered the bible in one year yay fantastic that is great that's one level but the other level is when you study so when you are studying you are not rushing through it you are sitting with one verse and you are breaking down the verse completely. You take every word in the verse. Pastor Linda just said, blue letter Bible. We always recommend um, blue letter Bible. You know, so download the blue letter Bible app on your phone. You understand? And, and the blue letter Bible helps you break down. Um, you see the Hebrew words. You see Greek words. You see the meaning, you see the context, you see other places where um, it was used in the scriptures and then you study. So what I do is I will take all the words and write them down and I'll put the meanings of the words beside them. And then I will now recompose that verse in my understanding based on what I've seen the meanings are in, in Hebrew and the meanings are in Greek. And then I rewrite the entire statement to in a way that I can understand it. You get what I'm saying? So when I say in my father's oikos, there are many menors there. I'll write in my father. So it is inside. So the father has space within which you can dwell. I will write that down in my father's. So it's not just any father. It is the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only place we can find anchor. So it's not in my business. It's not in my ministry. It's not in my friendship. It is in the father. So anyone or anything that is not in the father cannot be an anchor point for me. Cannot be a dwelling place for me. It can be a place that I'm passing by, but I cannot dwell as long as it is not in the father. Because it's only everything that is in the father that I'm permitted to dwell in. You see what I'm doing? So, and that's just in, in the father. Now, I'll now say, why the father? Because father speaks about inheritance. Father speaks about genealogies. Father speaks about DNA. I'll not, you know, by the time you break it down verse by verse, and you now rewrite it in a way you understand. That rewriting can be one verse. You cannot rewrite it as five pages of notes. Because you are now you now rewriting what you understand and what you've broken down and putting in the different meanings, the true meanings from, from the Bible, you will now see five pages of notes. You are like, yay. And guess what? That's how you cultivate the spirit of revelation. Because the spirit of revelation is not for lazy people. The spirit of revelation is for people who press. It's not for lazy people. So you may have a gift but if you don't press it, it does not break out to you as a, a huge, maybe bulk of material because you are not pressing. So the spirit of revelation is not for lazy people. It is for people who press. Another thing I recommend is Dick's Bible. 
Get a Dick's Bible. Dick's Bible has so much in it. Oh my gosh. Get a Dick's Bible. Uh, it has so much and learn to use it. So yes, the spirit of revelation responds to labor and to pressing. So for example, prophetic word. Um, there was a word I gave to America, you know, and um, during the mantle of Deborah. So if you are here, you're in the U.S., go and listen to the first night of the mantle of Deborah. USA gave a prophetic word. But how did I arrive at that prophetic word? So um, I then, uh, so spelling of words, spelling of words, Pastor Stephanie. So, oh, Dakes, D-A-K-E-S, Dakes Bible, not Des, Dakes Bible. Um, so how did I arrive at the prophetic word? So I have a dream, I have a dream, and as soon as I wake up from the dream, I knew that God was giving um, a word to the nation and giving a word to the people. And then I start studying every element of that dream. I start studying what does a doctor mean? Another thing I recommend for you is Divinity Code. Divinity Code is a book on dreams and dream interpretation, you know, and prophetic symbolisms, you know, so understanding the symbols. So I take every symbol in that dream and I'm breaking it down, breaking it down, breaking it down. And I'm saying, okay, how does this correlate with the nation? And I'm studying. You understand what I'm saying? I'm studying and I'm pressing in and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, okay, birthing, what does that mean? What does it mean to birth? What, why, why is the birthing? Okay, who is the one that is causing the birthing? And then I say, oh, Texas, the Spirit of God says that you are not just going to be the one who carries righteousness and righteous standards. What God says is going to use you as his incubator to birth righteousness in the nation. Because I saw one person who was meant to conceive, another then carried the, 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 the baby. And then the one that was meant to conceive is now sitting as a betting mother and I helping the other one push. So it's a long dream. But then I understood what that dream meant on the level of my team, on the level of Mantle of Deborah, and on the level of the nation of America. So if I was lazy about the dream, I would not have a prophetic word. I said, oh, Texas, you who were called Lone Star State, God says he no longer wants you to be a lone star, but he calls you to be the one that gathers the stars of America together. How do you arrive at then articulating it into a prophetic word for a nation? You have to press. And of course, I, I, I ran everything. I said, Rabbi Alan, look at what I, I, I think. And then he's asking me questions. He's like, okay, where do you see this also in the Bible? Okay, how does this correlate to the 12 tribes of Israel? Which one was it a, a tribe that pushed for righteousness? My God, if you press in, you will be the amount of information that God has encoded in your spirit. You will be so shocked if you press in. So don't be a lazy prophet. Don't be a lazy Christian. Learn to press. Make pressing a habit. You understand? If you work closely with me, you would realize that I, I, I always press. So when you tell me something, I'm like, explain it to me. I am like, I'm here. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to understand why. Okay, have you considered why, 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 but why is this? And so sometimes I say that it makes people uncomfortable, you know, what you see. What I'm doing is that I press, that's the way I press scriptures also. And I'm pressing for understanding for myself and for you to also enter understanding. Because many times we're not conscious of the things we are doing or saying. And so even when you are speaking to someone, you are not conscious of what you are saying and not saying. 
So it takes somebody who is skilled at pressing to say what you actually want to say is this. Now, I do it with the Bible also. So I'm checking the corners. I'm checking the words. I do it in my dreams. I do it with my vision. Learn to press. The spirit of revelation grows in a man that is disciplined enough to press for the full extent of the word of the Lord. The things that God wants to say, there are so much. So he cannot say it to us in English. English language, you must recognize, is a limited, broken version of communication. It's not English that they use in communicating in the spirit. There are times that I've had visions and the Lord didn't say anything, but the Lord said so much to me at the same time. Because it's not by it's not English and they came and they went. English is so limited. The original Hebrew language and alphabet will mean a season, it will mean a time, it will mean a place, it will mean a, um, a uh, it will mean a feast, it will mean a, a sense, either smells, knows. So one Hebrew alphabet can mean several things in one. You understand what I'm talking about? So the Hebrew language comes closest to how heavenly language works. So if you really now want to understand what God is saying, you have to decode all the possible meanings within that alphabet, within that word. So have a habit of pressing into the word. It makes it interesting. It makes it easy for you to read the Bible. When you, when you look at it like a treasure chest and you begin to notice patterns. So how, how am I teaching? And I'm teaching you about image and I'm sitting here and I'm just saying, remember when Jesus said, when this was, also when did and then he said, this is, why? Because when you have taken loads of scriptures into you, the spirit of revelation cannot work with that. But you are limited in communication by the things you don't yet know and the things you've not yet read. Because the Holy Spirit cannot use a scripture you don't know to speak. So what you know, gives him like a, a platform to walk from. So just make a habit of reading and studying and listening to scriptures. So do not erect altars before golden calves, golden calf system, golden calf images. Um, so he made a proclamation of a feast, calling the calf Jehovah. Oh my God. Calling the cow Jehovah. It says in Exodus 32, verse 5. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. And he said, This is the God that has brought you out of, of, of Egypt. So he called the cow Jehovah. We will continue in the evening from the name of God. And how many people have named cow systems after God's name and have said, This is Jehovah's system? But the effect and the consequence of that is that it's going to release destruction over God's people. So that's why you must be careful where you sit and whom you listen to and what you build a covenant with. So is it a calf system that is to just snap the name of Jehovah on it? And so it says, oh, it's, it's, it's God's work. But is it really God? Look at the image. Look at his likeness to determine if the name it has been given is true. And so we will look at it later. Uh, absolutely, we're going to be killing uh, sacred cows. Uh, we're going to be killing demonic sacred cows, you know, destroying them and scattering them by the power of the Holy Spirit. All right. Uh, Father, we bless you and we thank you for times of prayer, times of refreshing. Um, Lord, I can't even believe how much we do every day 
We sit here from 5 a.m. to 7.45, 8 a.m., three hours of just sitting in the Word. I will come back later at night. God, thank you. Thank you for this well. Thank you, Jesus. And for giving our hearts hunger, you know, to receive, you know, uh, <laughs> for giving our hearts hunger and desire to receive. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thank you, Father, for pouring and pouring and pouring and so much to learn and so much to, to receive. Thank you for growth, for the spirit of growth on these calls and people who are growing and are getting wiser. Thank you for spiritual literacy that you release on us and spiritual education um, that we go through. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we are grateful. We are thankful. Um, Lord, we are not dismissing you. Um, we are with you all the way. So even though we are leaving this call, God, we are not leaving you and we know you are not leaving us. So continue the fellowship with us throughout the day so that in our offices, in our businesses, in our homes, whatever we are doing, we can still carry this presence, this revelation, this truth with us everywhere we go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you. We are grateful for you. And we thank you for the access you're giving to us. So as we go, um, as you are destroying um, golden cow systems, as you are destroying things that have um, demonic images but want to carry the name of God, um, as you are becoming conscious of it, um, you are looking at songs. Not every gospel song is a God song. You know, um, I can touch on music very much, you know. Um, Baal had a way that it sounded when they worshipped Baal. You know, it was loud, it was noisy, it was jiving, it was all of that. You know, I'm not saying God doesn't have praise songs, he does. But you have to listen and you have to look at image and ask yourself, is this a golden calf with the name of Jehovah on it? You know, you have to be very, very careful um, because it will determine what enters your camp. You know, so it's everywhere. As you are doing all of this, please note that what God is doing is that he's shutting the doors of demonic access in your life. The doors through which demons of torment, of lack, of slavery, of pain, or shame enters your life and your family. God is shutting those doors. He's showing you those demonic accesses. But then he's also teaching you how to open spiritual access ways. So take this into your life and be practical. Share it with somebody. When you share knowledge, you grow in the, in the revelation of the knowledge, you grow in the atmosphere of the knowledge. As you talk about the knowledge, the atmosphere of he who you speak about fills the place. So share this with somebody, share it with your friends, share it with your spouse, share it with your communities. You know, invite people to join the access teachings. Don't be the only one that receives deliverance and then you know you don't allow somebody else receive it you know and um, God bless you God bless you God bless you as you do so as you go your day is blessed your day is open to the Spirit of God it is open for miracles it is open for power it is open for grace and for truth um, God bless you give towards um, people of influence um, like I said yesterday um, it is part of what we do in the kingdom we give we bless we pour into those who pour into us so make sure you do so they put up the account details and for those who want to be part of the shift i am waiting for you and the five places are going to be um, closing soon 
um, somebody called HP is asking for my account details. Um, Pastor Stephanie um, is the possessor of my account details. Whether it's UK, America, Canada, Nigeria, any nation, she has it all. So speak with Pastor Stephanie um, for that. God bless you all. I love you. I am grateful that I get to teach you. I get to point to you. I get to raise you in revelation. Uh, thank you for your prayer, Helen. I receive all the replenishing um, in the name of Jesus. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And if your day is free and you manage your time yourself, um, you don't have to rush off after this. Spend some more time praying and studying. Spend some more time going over the sermons and updating your notes so that anything we said that you missed, write it down. Update your notes and pray. If you have time for yourself, use it to grow in the spirit. It is a blessed week. Remember to fast. Remember to fast, fast, fast. And I will see you in the evening. Okay? God bless you. Have a great day. And remember, register for the shift. It is coming up next week. And we're going to be teaching on transitions and being effective in the seasons of your life and knowing what season the earth is at and how you can position yourself for the next wave of God. So God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you later. Bye.